Hello, God accepts you too, fans, friends, and fanatics. I am your host here at the Truth Over Tea webinar series, Christopher Wilmot. Um, my chair is a little squeaky as it sounds, so hopefully that doesn't interrupt the audio recording. But if it does, nonetheless, um, hopefully you guys can give me some feedback. I'm always open to that as well. Um, we're going to be diving into our second segment, which you're probably interested or intrigued um, to find out that I did obviously record something and release some content for you this week, even though I said we will be skipping this week. But um, I said, you know, what the heck, it's still a fresh new podcast and I don't think um, I'm worthy enough of getting a week off just yet. Um, not for real, but seriously, I do think that I don't want to leave too many gaps in between, especially with what we've been diving into, what we've been discussing, and, and of course, getting the audience and the uh, uh, different platforms established a little bit more so I can get the audience up a little bit more um, on these topics. So I just want to keep you guys being flooded with truth um, as we're flooding you with truth over tea and from the biblical perspective and even from some scientific experience. Uh, perspectives and some um, even some other perspectives we're going to be diving into as we die uh, unfold on some other topics and discussions and so this is just a platform that um, I believe God has allowed me to kind of release some of this content and stuff that I get through my conversation with the Lord others my personal experience having been a product of this change that I'm trying to advocate to the LGBT community um, through truth and the empowerment that comes by it the um, blessing and the freedom and the benefits that come by speaking the truth receiving the truth and we know that this truth is a sovereign truth which we've been learning which is Jesus Jesus and the Bible which is reflect or I guess you could say which is reflected through the gospel of grace and I'm picking out different truths in the gospel that revolve around or target the homosexual uh, lifestyle of the LGBT community. So that's um, uh, probably redundant now because you should know why I'm doing this and what came out of um, this or what came out of gay apparel to, to start this because originally um, gay apparels was the first um, attempt to uh, kind of get over love and truth to the gay community. Um, having been a product of this change myself and this truth, I want to be extended to this. So um, I'm going to be diving into the same topic um, today that we were discussing last week, which was what is the truth, the sovereign truth on homosexuality. So um, without any further ado, let's get into it and see what the Lord going to do in my poetic way of expression. <laughs> I do want to, um, like I said before, um, or started to say before, um, was, um, what was that? I had a little brain fart, I guess, but, um, it was the, if you guys have um, any commentary or suggestions, or if you have any, um, issues with the podcast or anything rather that you would like to, um, voice, I do receive constructive criticism. You know, I can't be a person always giving truth and can't receive it. So I'm humble enough to receive it from any and every person who may have some honest feedback, um, um, or even suggestions about the podcast, some stuff I can do that you've tried, some stuff that I can do or that I need to try. Um, I had somebody write in um, and say, you know, um, I really like the content. I just think you talk too much. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, did it hit my flesh? Oh, yes. I was about to go off. I was like, but no. I was like, you know, I, I'm here for that. I'm here for all of that. So I'm here for you. And so obviously your opinions do matter. Um, so I'm giving you that leeway to 
or that that platform, I should say, to express those things at my Gmail um, email address, which is God accepts you info. It is God dot accepts dot you dot info at gmail.com. Again, it's God dot period or you can say period. I'm sorry. I guess I'm older than enough. I'm old enough to say period versus dot. Uh, help me. Holy Ghost. <laughs> but God period dot or <laughs> God period accepts period you period info at gmail.com and so i won't insult your intelligence any further and i won't not show my ignorance any further so we go ahead and dive into this study on homosexuality we're talking about the truth of homosexuality of course coming from the sovereign truth of jesus and the gospel of grace which is a reflection of jesus which i'm going to continue to say like a repetitive broken record because that's often not understood people don't understand the gospel as being jesus so i always correlate the two because i want you to understand what i mean when i say that so the gospel uh, meaning jesus and the reflection of jesus is where i'm pulling the truth or that's the truth we're living by and i'm pulling the topics of homosexuality and um from that perspective i'm i'm pulling out different scriptures and points that um really the apostle paul has let us in on that jesus let him in on as he knew him by the spirit as we're all learning to learn him by the spirit the spirit of truth and learning truth from this this position from the spirit and from the gospel from the bible nonetheless um but like i said before the whole bible is not where i'm going to be discussing the homosexual topics from because the whole bible even though it may have some topics or some suggestions really their commandments on the subject of homosexuality the whole bible we don't live by it. and there's not any christian that can tell you we live by the whole bible they read the whole bible i read the whole bible i learn from the whole bible and as you should and could and can i should say but the whole bible we don't live by because it was divided from Old Testament to New Testament for a reason. And I think it's kind of, as we were just talking about ignorance, <laughs> it's kind of ignorant of you to not pay attention to that. So obviously there is a distinction between Old and New and the Old Testament or the Old Covenant that came by Moses, um, which was one of our, uh, if you did your homework, um, scriptures we were coming out of as one of the truths um, in the gospel, which was in uh what was that scripture? John 1, 17, which says the law came by Moses, which was the old covenant, Old Testament, and grace and truth came by Jesus, which is the gospel. And from this truth, grace and truth, um, we're diving into the topic of homosexuality, which is our sovereign truth. And we're going to pick um, apart these truths in the in the gospel that have to uh, deal with homosexuality and can also help us with it, not just with um, how to approach it, but how to be accept, how to accept people who have accepted this life, lifestyle, how people who have accepted it can change from that lifestyle and how they can control themselves. That is the op, uh, the supreme objective with the gay apparel. God accepts you vision, which is um, the other thing that I do. But this podcast is just the release platform that I use. I call it the release platform because I release content of truth on this platform because I don't have a pulpit or a stage or anything like that. But I think all of us have a voice and I think we should use it. What's going on outside with all that noise? But um, pipe down out there. Hopefully you have your tea already because we're already kind of started. But um, nonetheless, so um, we're going to uh, what was I just saying? I forgot that quick. But yeah, so. Um, oh, I forgot that quick. But anyway, so. Um, having that distinction between the Old and New Testament is something we need to pay attention to. And um, and paying attention to that, 
I wanted to discuss um, from the perspective of the New Testament and the gospel, the topics of homosexuality um, from the God accepts you, I believe was what I, what I was saying from the God accepts you vision. Um, it's my ob objective and my goal to help or actually I'll tell you the vision, it's to lead the gay community to experience acceptance, change, and control. Now, this is a controversial truth, but nonetheless it's true because you can be accepted by God even if you're not accepted by the church, even if you're not accepted by your family, God accepts you. I don't care what you've heard, what you are hearing. Go to Ephesians 1, 6 that says God has accepted us. God has accepted every person and people, black, white, gay, straight, male, female. And he's put us all on equal playing fields called grace so he can attend to us and we can attend to him from that same position of grace, which is the gospel of grace. Um, and that's not found in the whole Bible. That's only found in the New Testament. So with that reiterations, if you will, <laughs> and those alterations to your life and your thinking, if you begin to renew and alter or change your mindset to this truth, you begin to benefit off of it too. And for the gay community, I'm intended to, uh, or I'm in desiring for them to feel accepted. I having been in the gay community, realize I remember like not feeling accepted even by own family members and friends to some degree you know you get those it's almost like that vague acceptance where they accept you because they know half they have to but they they're they're not celebrating you they're tolerating you type of thing and I heard an old an old one of my old pastors say you know people are going to gravitate to where they celebrated not just tolerated and you know I don't want to just be people who are tolerating the, the gay community or, or any people in any community I want to actually celebrate you in the truth now I'm not celebrating necessarily what you do but I want to celebrate you I want to laugh and I want to love and I want to enjoy life with you even if it happens to be a different way of life you're living that's different than what I'm believing I believe even with the truth the sovereign truth being Jesus, even if you don't ex accept that or submit to that, I still believe we can get along in love. You know, we may disagree on truth. Remember, that's one of the, my sayings. We may disagree on truth, but there should be no disagreement on love because love is our common commodity. Everybody wants and needs love. And if the church being a Christian going to church, we should have the best example and, and we should be resembling the best example of this love, which is also true. The true love. So um, God accepts you is intended to show people that love. And so they can experience acceptance. They can also therefore experience change by his grace. And then they can practice self-control by their own power. God has given them within. God has given us power within to be called um, the children of God and also to control ourselves where things are trying to be our God or take us from God or trying to tell us and teach us or make us, you know, choose those ways. And homosexuality is one of those ways in the modern day times right now. And it's been very popular over the past few years. But the word homosexuality was not. And I want to go ahead and straight strictly and quickly dive into that. If you guys remember last week, I told you the homosexuality word came about in 19. Actually, excuse me. Let me go on my notes. Go to my notes. Get on my notes. Came about and actually. Oop, I lost. Where are my notes at? 1868. In 1868, this man. I always have a difficulty uh, knowing if this is a man or, or a woman, male or female. Um, because this name is throwing me off because it says, I thought it says Carl, but it says Maria. So it's K-A-R-L, Carl or Carol. Oh my gosh. Carol Maria, uh, Kurt Benny, Carol Maria, Kurt Benny. So I definitely can assume, I definitely don't want to, but I can definitely, uh, at least it's an educated assumption that this is a female, Car uh, Carol Maria, uh, Kurt Benny. 
I thought it was Carl. I apologize, but it's actually caves that I was I wrote it down as a C. So um, Carol um, was the person who uh, pretty much coined the phrase homosexuality. But we know from our last week's study, homosexuality has become has been about or has been um, in practice way before this time in the Roman empires where the first recordings of such practices and this was way before 1868 and but it was not called homosexuality and back then they would not dare call those acts that they were doing gay or anything that will make a man or a woman feel or really more so the man make the man feel less of a man so back then even though they were participating in homosexuality in the Roman empire they would never dare call you know a man would never dare call themselves um you know, <laughs> homosexual or gay, you know, that's how, kind of like in this day and time. And it's so interesting because even though it's centuries, 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 oh my gosh, even though there's centuries since then, and there's been decades since then, decades after decades after decades since the Roman Empire, we still kind of have those same personas and, perce and perceptions. And this kind of just shows you how long a theory or how long a perception or how long a way of thinking can really plague a generation and plague a society. And this is one of those because I've noticed when reading some of this in this study of homosexuality, where did it come about, the origin of it, which we're going to be kind of diving into as we talk about the truth of homosexuality. The Roman Empire is the first recorded people to have been participating in those acts. And it was with the men. Eventually, it did trickle over to women. Women were participating in lesbian acts as well, but the coin phrase didn't come about until centuries later. But back then, the Romans men who were participating in that would never even call it homosexual. In fact, it wasn't any in by any means uh, uh, a shunned upon act. It was actually normal. It was normal for men to have sex with other men, the more um, effeminate men, you know, um, and that's why in the scriptures, you'll see that as we turn to a few scriptures from that avenue of truth, which again is sovereign. Um, we're going to see through the scriptures how homosexuality is also referred to as effeminate, um, unnatural, unnormal, or abnormal, or abominable if you go to the Old Testament, which we're not going to. Um, so, the Roman Empire were, were participating in these acts, but they never considered them less of a man, less of a man by doing so. And that's kind of the same thing here. There's a lot of what we call undercover or in the closet men who are doing these acts. And I'm just targeting men for now, but there's obviously closeted lesbians probably too. But um, the, the closeted men kind of get the bad rap, unfortunately, because they're the shapers of society and sexual expression. Believe it or not, sex revolves around the man. And it has always revolved around the man. I don't agree with that, but it is the case. And that is the true fact. Sex revolves around the man. That's why everything is catered to the men. So where, where sexual expression is concerned. So it's like I'm, they're, they're trying to add some balance to it. I see that. I see that they're trying to add, you know, a little bit more. Uh, even like when you talk about the, the topics revolving around homosexuality, we're seeing a little bit more lesbian uh, practices and stuff like that. But sex, really, if you don't believe me, just just do your own research. Look, think about this in your own life. Sex revolves around the man. So but men at that time, since sex revolved around the men, were participating in homosexuality in the Roman Empire or the Roman society. But they never even felt or thought or even shunned to be less of a man, even though they were having sex with another man who had to obviously be the effeminate one um, in that context of sexual expression for them to be doing those acts, they still wouldn't refer to themselves as less of a man. But 
the person who was normally the more weaker vessel or the person who was the more effeminate were the one who was taking the submissive role in those acts. And I'm not going to go to too, too much detail, but I'm pretty sure you can put two and two together. Um, so it was just interesting that that same theology or that same philosophy, that same perspe perspective has carried over even to this day and age. Um, and even though the wording has changed, the actions didn't. That's pretty much my point there. But homosexuality originally came about through the Roman Empire, and that's where it was recorded. That's the origin of it as far as we know. And um, if you don't know anything else about the Roman Empire, there are very sexual people. If you're familiar with Greek mythology, if you're familiar with those statues, they're very expressive. They're always were shown naked. You know, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> so... You know, it kind of furthers my point about how sexual they were. I think on that note, we should, you know, probably sip some tea. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say I just spilled the Roman tea, you know. Oops. That wasn't supposed to be that loud. <laughs> Sorry, Romans. I'm not really trying to air out anybody's dirty laundry or spill the tea about anybody because it is truth over tea, but... The Romans kind of beat me to it because they have been very expressive with their sexual expression and they had sex with everything, not just men with men, men with women. They did even uh, they did even participate in I, I believe it's called, if I'm pronouncing this right, polygamy. And they participated in all kind of other forms of sexual expression, uh, incest and all of these different things, even paraphernalia, if I'm saying that right. And this is shocking. Um. I'm not saying homosexuals do this. There's, of course, we've heard of some cases, but I'm not saying all homosexuals do this. That's not my point with that. I'm just mentioning the sexual or the sexualized society that the Roman Empire, the Romans were at that time, that it's kind of being resembled now in America, at least in America. I can't vouch for everywhere else, but definitely in America, we have become very sexualized to the point now were normalizing homosexuality at one point it was just shunned and, and and i'm not saying we should go back to bashing homosexuals but it's interesting the progression we are normalizing something that we uh once said that was not good but i i think that's because we're getting off truth and like i said before the further off truth you get and the truth being jesus the further from truth and off truth you get the more perverted you're going to become you're going to start um finding issues relating and, and, and understanding life because you've gotten off the, the source of life. Whether you want to acknowledge Jesus as that or not, it's going to still run into problems. I was doing this Bible study with um, that I hold on Thursdays with the guys, and one of the scriptures that we were referencing came from, I think it was Matthew, it was Luke and Mark. They both uh, say the same thing, and it's saying, what is the price for your soul? And it's saying, you know, what is it going to profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? And I think that to gain the world and gain its pleasures and fulfillment, people are looking for a feeling. They're searching for a feeling. And if it's a sexual one, it, it, then they're going about it that way. But they're searching for any kind of feeling. And to do so, they're abandoning the very truth on how they should be feeling. So there's like they're looking for true happiness, but they're abandoning truth for happiness. They're looking for true love, but they're abandoning truth for love. And it's like you can't abandon one thing and expect the other because they are mutually exclusive. Am I saying that right? They're, they rely on one another. You can't have one without the other. So you can't have true love without truth and love. So it's like you're searching for a feeling, but it's going to cost you to abandon the very truth on that to get that. So that scripture, actually, I can find it for you where it says, what does it profit a man to gain the world? I'm kind of all over the place, but hopefully you're being blessed. 
um, it, what is it profit a man to gain the world and lose his soul? And the Romans did it then. We're doing it now. They're trying to gain a feeling. They're trying to gain power. They're trying to gain um, a notoriety. And back then they got it. But it cost them something to happen. Same thing with us now. We're trying to gain power and notoriety and acceptance and all these different things. And if people would just know in Ephesians 1, 6, which is a gospel grace scripture, God accepts you already. He's already giving you power, which we read in um, one scripture. Um, God is giving you the power to become the children of God, not the power to be God in the earth without God. He's giving you the power to be his son or his daughter. So it's like we already have power. We already have acceptance. We already have notoriety because of Jesus. But the problem is that's not enough because we're not relying on him. We don't trust him. So nonetheless, I do respect that other people have other gods, they believe in other things, people believe in energy and space and all these different things. So because of that, it's you're going oh, further away from truth and it's costing you something for that. And that scripture I'm actually going to show you because like I said, I don't want you to take my word for it. And it's going to be, hopefully you guys don't hear that. <laughs> um tapping in the background because I am going on my phone but it says in Mark actually Mark 836 what shall it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul and so that's I'm quoting that scripture so you don't think I made that up that's in the Bible that's a grace scripture because it can line up with grace it can line up with Jesus and it's and he and actually Jesus himself is saying this um and he's saying it's going to cost you literally something to gain the world if you, it, it, and it's going to cost you your soul, but it's going to cost you something even to follow Christ, too. So I don't want to make sure I want to make sure I balance that. I don't want I don't want you to think becoming a Christian is easy. Becoming a Christian is easy, but being and staying a Christian can become difficult because we have to deny the world for the word. So there is some denying of ourself. There is some submitting to God that we're going to be doing continuously as Christians. So I don't want you to think as a Christian, we don't have to sacrifice just like the people in the world don't it's just what are you sacrificing and i don't think i want to sacrifice my soul to uh serve somebody even jesus saying i don't want you to sacrifice your soul to serve me but i do want you to crucify your flesh but i'm not going to get into that that's a little too deep but it's like you know the world thinks that they're going to get power and notoriety and acceptance and get all the things jesus already is willing to give through other means but it's going to cost you something to do that and i just added that little in there as a caveat or a snippet um, on top of what we're talking about. But back to our topic, you know, homosexuality, it, what is that and the origin of it? It really came from the Roman Empire and it's trickled over to um, this um, day and age in our society. Um, and unfortunately, it is plaguing it. I don't know if people would call it um, a bad thing, but there's a lot of bad things that have come out of um, people's sexual expression and abandoning truth to do so. But I want to stick to what is actual homosexuality? How did it come about? Who created that? Um, so again, that was that Carla, if I'm saying that right. Let me go back to my notes here because you know how I am. I can barely read. Um, I'm kidding. I don't want people to really doubt the credibility of what I say. <laughs> but um, it was Carl Maria current Benny. This is really interesting because every time I look at this picture of this person, because they do have a Wikipedia picture, this looks like a man. But Carl is how you would pronounce that? Or Carla? Or Carol? Is it Carol or Carl? Y'all gotta help me. So please, write in. God accepts you info at gmail.com <laughs> What you think? God period 
accepts period you period info at gmail.com or g at gmail.com yeah I, I i'm just gonna have to drink to that <laughs> and i'm drinking um my tea not like something crazy i gotta make sure i reiterate that so <laughs> this name is confusing me he tripping me all up so um but carl Carl, Maria, current Benny. This looks like a clear dude, but that name's throwing me off. Now, maybe there's some transgender thing going on there. I'm not trying to be funny, but that may, I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. But the terminology did come f and originate from him or her in 1868. So um, I need to do... Uh, actually, no, I'm doing... As I'm... Digging into this, because I wanted to look it up on my end a little bit more. It says it, it, it was a man. It says the man who invented. So it is a man. Um, so don't be taken back by the name. Um, but this man um, is the one who coined the terminology of homosexuality. But he's obviously not the one who created homosexuality. You know, I would ask, or somebody may ask, you know, who created homosexuality to them? Is it really God? Because most people... Be, think the origin of homosexuality came from God. God made me, you know, that's often the defense of homosexuals is God made me this way, you know, and I used to think, I used to think the same thing because nobody could explain how I became that way. It's like, you can't say I was born this way and then you say I'm not born this way, but you can't explain how I got born that way because even when we look at science, science is in, inconclusive to say you can or have been born gay. So there's no even science out there that's really affirming and um, 100% accurate. You can't have 90% accuracy. You can't have 70% or 50-50% accuracy. You can't, have one, you can't have one science saying it is, you can be born gay, and then another one saying it isn't, when they're both credible sources. So which one do you listen to? The one you choose at the time, like we do with the Bible? Nah, that's not going to work. And I'll sit to that. You have to choose something universally that's been tested thoroughly. So I would I would submit this to you while we talk about, you know, what is homosexuality, the origin of homosexuality. I'll submit this to you. The Bible says that, you know, going again, the sovereign truth. That's why I love it. See, the truth you'll see relevant in all things once you once you learn how to rightly divide it and practically apply it, which you need the gospel of grace. You need the, the spirit of God. You need Jesus and sometimes pastors <laughs> to really help you to do that. And thank God I have all of those things. Great men and women of God and spiritual mentors on my team. I don't know about yours, but um, nonetheless, I digress. There is a um, scripture in the Bible that says, um, what does it say? It says, we're all born into sin. Every one of us, black, white, gay, straight, I don't care what you identify with. We're all born into sin, shaped into iniquity. So I had this thought. Maybe it was a revelation from God, but think about this. If we as Christians say homosexuality is a sin, then why can't you be born into it? Gotti. I mean, think about that. Really think about that. I know you're laughing now because you, now you're seeing my funny side, but it's interesting. You can't say you can't be born into something that the Bible just said is happens to all of us. So just because now I'm not saying all of us are born into homosexuality, but I'm saying, why can't you be born into that? I, I would I would say you can't be born. Homo the Bible doesn't support that born a actual homosexual, but you could be born into that. Absolutely. But you have to be shaped by that. And see, that's why I am trying to build this platform and build this. Actually, I'm letting the Lord build the platform. I'm trying to build this vision and, and, and release this vision to you guys um, who are listening and who are benefiting off of this. Because you can and you are expected to 
be shaped by God because you were shaped by the world. That's why we're supposed to deny the world. We're supposed to deny the things of the world so we can be shaped by the word of God. And as we're getting shaped by the word of God, we're getting changed by the word of God. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. So literally just changing your mind changes your life. You know, every year you get, this is the beginning of the year still, give it about till March or April, everybody who made their New Year's resolutions are going to be off of them because they, they think because the year changed, I changed. Oh, new year, new me. Now, you know, you new year, new you. Ain't no new year, new you. No, the year knew to change or the year knew to change, but you didn't. Nothing changed about you until you change your mind. So if you think about homosexuality, if you want to change, say in that area, you got to change your mind. Stop seeing men, if you're a man, as a sexual uh, avenue for release. Stop seeing women if you're a woman as a sexual avenue is released. Stop looking to sex as an identity. Let's really let's really start there. You're greater than your sex. You're more than your race. You're more than your sex. You're more than your sexuality. You're more than just a woman, just a man, just a black person, just a white person, just a gay person, just a straight person. You're so much more than that. But where did I get that from? The sovereign truth of Jesus. Jesus has elevated my thinking. Glory be to God. I'm about to do a split in a turnaround something. You know, because that's crazy to me that you would elevate somebody like me. You would elevate my thinking to you. And all you're saying is if you think like me, you can act like me too. My God, don't even get me on that. We're talking about homosexuality. But God accepts you. Grace changes you and you control you. And doing that, you need to understand what that scripture, going back to that scripture, if, you, if homosexuality is sin, which the Bible does classify it as sin, unfortunately, even though the world doesn't. If it's sin, then you can be born in and we're all born into sin and shaped in iniquity, then I believe you can be born into homosexuality. I know that hurt a lot of Christians right there. I lost a lot of Christians. They were all on board when I'm calling it sin. But now when you say a person can be born like that or born into that, I lost a lot of them. See, you see how even Christians are, have become, uh, you know, kind of double-minded with the word is concerned. They've been kind of, or I guess the world calls it hypocritical. I can see that because they can't pick, you can't use the same book to live, uh, you can't use the same book that you say you live by and pick stuff out of it to live by and then expect other people not to do the same. Now, I do want you to pick the gospel out of the Bible because the gospel of Jesus is the only thing we're supposed to live by. But I, I'm not saying pick what you want to live by out of the Bible and then do that. Oh, no, because that's exactly what people were doing to me to get me out of the homosexual lifestyle is they kept trying to tell me what the Bible said. And I get what the Bible said, but I was trying to figure out why you weren't doing it. You know, you're the Christian. You want me to be the Christian, but you say you're the Christian, but you don't even listen to the Bible, but you want me to. You're pregnant right now. You're having sex out of marriage. You're you're smoking weed. You're doing all these different things to defile your body, which is a scripture. So you can defile your body and get grace, but I defile my body and get hell. See, that doesn't make sense to me. See, that's that double standard. Now I feel like preaching now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Let me sit to that. Come on, I'm going to get stirred up. Glory be to God. Not to Buddha. No tea, no shade. I guess that's really tea and shade if I say that. You can't say tea and shade and then say no tea, no shade. I'm sorry. But anyway, I digress. So I'm interested now. I got your attention. I feel it. So I'm interested. Hopefully you're interested when we talk about the origin of homosexuality, which we know is probably the Roman Empire based off studies. Um... Then we talk about who coined that phrase, which is that Carl, Carla, lady, man. <laughs> it's really a man. I'm just being funny. In 1968. And now we talk about homosexuality being born that way. I'm introducing you probably what we're going to dive into next week. 
about um just diving into this. I see that's where we're trending, but you know, knowing now what homosexuality is, knowing that it is a sin, why can't you be born into that? Why can't you? I'm asking the Christian, I'm asking the homosexual, why can't you? Why can't they? Why can't a person? Because it is possible. The word says it. What's interesting is the world, see, the word is saying it even if the science isn't. The word is saying it even if science isn't. So I, that's why I want you guys to make the gospel of Jesus Christ sovereign um, truth. If Jesus is not your way, truth, and life, like we've been learning in John 14, 6, then when I just said that, I lost half of the church because even the church doesn't believe the Bible. Oh, now, of course, the gospel is more so what I'm referring to. But it's like, think about that. Even though the, the, the science hasn't stumbled across truth, doesn't mean the Bible hasn't. But there are some stuff I do believe. Now, I do believe. I respect science. I do believe God is releasing to the to science. God is allowing science to stumble on stuff that will line up to the Bible. Um, or, or, or it, watch this, even if you can't find it in the Bible, you will be able to find it in science and God will be able to, um, I don't know, I don't know if the word is ordain, but he will stand behind that. He supports that. That does line up with him. He's not objective to that. So I'm not objective to science and neither should you. But just because science hasn't came up with it doesn't mean it hasn't, then the, doesn't mean the Bible hasn't. And I, uh, that's what, and obviously that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to push you to the Bible, because there's stuff that's in science that you can be blessed by. You can learn from. You can even probably live by when we deal with diet and nutrition and stuff like that. There's stuff in the Bible that talks about that that can help us. But there's more stuff in science that can help us. So, of course, you can listen to that and you can take that as truth for your life and living. But when we deal with uh, stuff that is dealing with morality, when it deals with stuff that the Bible has clearly drawn out, we don't need science for that. We already have the Bible for that. And the Bible, I believe, is already showing us, can you be born? with homosexuality or born into homosexuality and i think you can be i don't think you can be born homosexual you're born into it though i think you can be born into it and that's that, that no matter of fact let me go to that scripture so you don't think i'm making it up this is all revolving around homosexuality the truth about it i know this remember i told you truth's gonna hurt a prideful person so if i'm offending you it's because you're prideful you're, you're, you can only be offended. You have to understand truth can't offend a humble person. It's only offending a prideful person. So if I'm offending you, it's just because you're prideful. And I am too at times. So we just have to submit. Remember, sovereign means you have to come up under. So the truth of Jesus and the gospel of Jesus is sovereign over our lives. That means we have to come up under it, even if you don't feel like it, even if it's offending you. So just come up under it like I had to. Because if I had to be changed by the same truth, what makes you think you can? Or you don't have to. Being the, the, the Christian or the... The, the homosexual. But I'm going to pull up the scripture. So you don't think I'm making it up. Um, it is found. What was the scripture? Um, oh, yeah. And see, what's interesting is you already have all the tools and resources to pull up any form of truth that you need. Just put it in Siri or put it into Google. It doesn't take it's, a, it's not that it's not that hard. So there's no excuses. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you or show you or I guess tell you because you can't see <laughs> born into sin. Um, this scripture is found in John, let me see, I've been looking it up. Sorry, you guys. Um, um, 
I don't, I'm just trying to, okay, let's just read this one. Um, sorry. I, there, there's, there's two scriptures I'm trying to, I'm thinking of, and I'm trying to parallel together, but Psalms 51, five says, I was shaped in iniquity and in, in the sin, my mom did conceive me. My mother did conceive me. So he's saying I was conceived in sin. And shaped in iniquity, born in sin, you can say, as another way of translating that, and shaped into into, into iniquity. This other scripture then John um, 8, which is um, another reference scripture that kind of lines up with this, reads, um, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Oh, that's interesting. If we say we have no sin, so everybody has sin. Everybody has sinned. I don't know what your sin was. My sin was at one point homosexuality. That was my sin. Expressing myself through that homosexual or in that homosexual way because I was identifying that way. I didn't have something higher to identify with. Remember I told you my definition of homosexuality is, is, is a person identifying with their sexual expression. I identify with my sexual expression because I didn't have anything else to identify with. It may seem like we were kind of all over the place and, and sporadic, but I believe you're fine with me and you're keeping up. So take you a sip of tea if I'm going too fast. Take you a sip of tea if it's um, offending you. Maybe it'll help, you know, warm you up or cool you down. I don't know. But nonetheless, that scripture saying we all have sin. So your sin may be different from mine. Mine may be different than yours, but we all have sin. That's why we all need a savior. Now, I get you may not want one. I do respect that. I'm not going to hate you because you're a Muslim, you're a Buddhist, you're you're an atheist. I'm not going to hate you, which I don't understand how you could even be some of those things. But I still won't hate you. Even like when we think of atheists off topic, going down a rabbit trail here. Follow me. Don't get lost down here. But it's interesting when I hear people say they hate God, but then they say they don't believe in God. Does that even make sense? You can't call yourself an atheist if you hate God. You're not an atheist. Or if you say, I'm an What's the other one? Antognostic. I don't believe in anything. Yes, you do. You believe in something. Yes, you do. We just have to pick it apart to figure out what it is that you believe. And whatever you believe and you filter your life through is your truth. But the truth is not in you. If you say you've never sinned, the truth is not in you. If you say you, there is no God, that's not the truth because you've abandoned it. But nonetheless, it's interesting. But look what came out of that. The ignorance, the, the, uh, the, um, it's almost common. It's almost comical that you say because you've abandoned truth that there is no God. And then you turn around and say you hate God. How do you hate a God that that is not real? You know what I mean? So you can't see what you're saying is you're just mad at God. And I respect that because stuff happens in people's life that they often blame God for. And then they say they hate God for it. And so I get why you would hate God. But don't say there is no God because you hate God. And just make sure you're not giving God a rap for something the enemy did. God doesn't. Remember, I told you, I don't know if I said this to you when we were talking about sovereign truth and, and God being sovereign. God is sovereign. Yeah, I did. I remember. God is sovereign in the sense of he is the monarch. He is the supreme authority, but he does not have he's not he's not in full control. And that's the difference where remember the definition of sovereign was not in full control. It just means to have full authority. You have authority. You have power. Yes, God has supreme power and authority, but he does not have supreme control. We have to have control over ourselves. God won't take control over you. You got to think about it. If God is responsible, if God is in control, he is responsible for everything on the earth, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you got to think about it. If God is, 
if God wants all people to be saved, if he had the power to get all people saved, why didn't he just do it? He doesn't have the power. That's why we do. We have to get ourselves saved by believing in Jesus. That's the only thing we do. And then by believing, our faith in Jesus makes us whole and saved. But nonetheless, that's why it's so, the reason why I'm so passionate, because it's so easy to become a Christian. It's harder to stay one, but it's easy to become a Christian. I don't understand, <laughs> you know, all this other extra stuff we made it. And it's so easy that I think it goes over the, 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 arti the really articulate, deep, dumb. I call them deep, dumb, because you really got to be dumb not to be, no, nah, I got to be careful. I'm sorry. But. You, you know, you know what I'm getting at. You know, you know, I'm, I, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to offend you, but you know what I'm trying to say. But, it, you know, actually, the Bible says you're a fool to say there's in your heart that there's no God. And I really think you're a fool to say that. One, you can't be born into homosexuality. I think that's a foolish statement. And then it's an, also another foolish statement on the back end of that or the flip side of that to say that you can't change when homosexuality is is a, is a sexuality. And your sexuality does change. I've seen it. I work at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office and I see so many people flop from one sex to the next sex, from one sexuality to the next sexuality based off their area or their environment that they're being shaped in. So don't tell me you can't change. Again, I'm all over the place. I get excited. But I'm going to bring this back, get back on this road. I know it got a little bumpy for you. But homosexuality is a sin. You can be born and all of us are born into sin. So anybody can be born into homosexuality, but you have to be shaped by it. And in being shaped by it, you have to understand, going back to that John 8 scripture, all of us have sinned. All of us either were born into sin, have sinned, or being shaped into some type of sinful iniquity. So we now need to get reshaped or renewed or rewired in, in God's holiness. And that's what my goal and objective is through acceptance, change, and control through the God Accepts You vision and this Truth Over T webinar series is to tell you this truth so you can be shaped in that. So you can be changed by that. You be empowered by that. But you, of course, have to receive that. And I know that's where most people are missing it. Even though it's so easy, like I was just saying, it's so easy to become a Christian. People are making it so difficult. And then you got to think about it. It's pretty uh, clever of the enemy to make something so simple, so simplistic, so powerful, so unirrelevant. So um, make it so... Um, how can I'm trying to think of other words make it for people to deter themselves from the gospel of Jesus and and in the Bible it's like he you're running from the most powerful book the most powerful thing and the most powerful person in his sovereignty and you're having all these problems because you're running from it and the devil is being clever to trick you and deceive you that there is no God and make you mad at God and really, you're confused about God because you say you're mad at a, about a God, but then you're saying you don't believe in a God. And then you're, 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 you're having issues because you don't believe and you're having problems because you don't have a God to help you. And it's like, look at all the things that has come about it because we have rejected truth. So I'm merging all of these topics together. I apologize if it's confusing or if it's you're like, oh, my gosh, Chris, shut up, slow down. But um, nonetheless, that is the origin. That is the. Um, uh, truth on homosexuality. I believe we're going to talk a little bit more about this. I believe you can be born into homosexuality. I, I believe you can change into homosexuality or you can be changed out of it. I do believe that because if we talk about being shaped after the Bible saying that in that um, Psalms 51 scripture and then also seeing it. I also saw this working at the home uh, uh, the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office as a jail. You see a lot of people who come in one way and they do things with guys and then they leave. I'm always referencing guys because it's interesting that, you know, it's the, the it's the people who 
stand up boldly and say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go there. I'm sorry. But nonetheless, I've seen these guys do this. And then they leave and they never go back to doing nothing with no man. And they, they go back to their wives or their girlfriends and their baby mamas. And they're just like, but if your baby mama knew you had a little baby daddy in here, you know. Okay, I'm sorry. That's a little tea. But I'll sip to that anyway. So it's just interesting. You don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what you've seen. But maybe we can educate one another in truth about those things and maybe we can be benefited from those there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff you don't know there's a lot of stuff i don't know and i think we need to be open to hear and learn because you'll be shocked and surprised to find out whoa i've been living a lie calling it truth and now i see and know the truth and i'm being benefited by this truth i'm being empowered by this truth things are changing in my life because it's truth because you finally submitted to the sovereign truth and the truth is jesus jesus is the way the truth and life so I don't want to keep you any longer. I like to keep it under or around 40 to 45 minutes um, since I talk too much to that listener. <laughs> that was petty, wasn't it? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Will you forgive me? If you don't, Jesus will. But um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Um, I do love that listener. I'm just I'm just poking fun. I'm really a funny, goofy person. That's something fun fact you might want to know about me and as you're going to start to begin to learn about me as you begin to listen and watch the truth over tea webinar series podcast so don't forget like comment share please share this with someone this is a fun healthy approach and it's very revelatory i believe i think it's very um um meaty and revelational for you and i think it'll be a blessing to anybody not even just those in the community but out of it as well i have a saying if you support me support this support what i do and yes i got to do the same for you so I'm not exempt. Hold me accountable. So without any further ado, hopefully you all were blessed. You were encouraged. You laughed a little. You smiled. Maybe you got offended, but hopefully I was able to turn you around with truth and love and balancing those two things. Because that's my heart to speak the truth and do it in love and balancing those things. We have to have balance. So share, like, comment, tell somebody, please, please, please tell somebody. I really want to get this out, this information, not to be famous not to do anything that's not my heart or my goal but i want to make impact and to make impact you need the audience you need somebody to hear you need at least one you know jesus had 12 but one person changed the world and so uh, i'm a world changer and i need some help changing the world so help me by changing the minds and perceptions of people through this truth of the in the light of the gospel of grace so go pay the gay apparel page a visit you can go to www.godaccepts2.com um, and see if you like any of those or if any of those uh, items interest you. Those are a pair of items. Buy those things. Come on up. We got some sales getting ready to um, be launched and relaunched, but pay that a visit. Um, go to the Truth Over Tea webinar series. Many episodes of mini sodes on the uh, Truth Over Tea Instagram page, which I'm really thinking about deleting. I hate keeping up with all of those things and having, and I have some people helping me. I don't have a staff per se yet, but I do have people I call on my team they just don't know it yet but um <laughs> so I just it's just a lot to manage but um nonetheless the truth over tea um all one word um Instagram page and then I have the truth over tea um YouTube page so conduct yourselves accordingly I love you so much I know I don't know you formally yet but virtually hopefully you guys are feeling this love i love you and remember remember please on a serious note god accepts you grace changes you renew your mind to ephesians 1 6 like i'd have to and i had to um god accepts you black person white person god accepts you gay person he accepts you i know the church may not i know it's difficult but um god accepts you and i want you to feel this acceptance but you got to believe it first so 
I know I don't normally do this, but I'm going to pray you out because I feel the need to. So, Lord, I just pray that these people are blessed. They were blessed by what you called uh, me to share and what you're pulling out of me to continue to share. May they be blessed by this. May they be blessed by the continuing episodes and podcasts and mini shows that you will um, instruct me to release. And I just pray, Lord, prayer is a big part of our relationship with you and feeling this acceptance and change from you. I pray that people are controlling themselves. They're being challenged with truth and Lord, they're being empowered by your love. And I just pray peace upon anybody who may be hearing this, anybody who may be uh, challenged with this. And I just ask in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, the sovereign truth itself, that you just begin to meet people where they're at, where they, as they begin to hear this truth and the Lord help them to understand that you accept them. You can change them and they can control themselves. So without that, um, and without you, it's impossible. So I thank you that they begin to receive you in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. If you guys want to get saved, also email me. It's easy. It's a real quick, easy thing. It's easy to become a Christian. It's a little challenging to stay one, but nonetheless, it's very rewarding. So without further ado, I keep saying that. I bid you all a good day. God accepts you. Grace changes you. I love y'all. Enjoy your day, night, evening, weekend. And remember, um, I'm going to be out of town next week. So, or actually this week, because I'm going to release this on Tuesday. Okay, I'll go. I'm putting my foot in my mouth. And it doesn't taste good. Love you. Bye.